Hello, my name is Elaine, and I'll be your tour guide through South Central Los Angeles. Count my nose, smoke up. I'm from California. Where you from? So what? I'm from California. 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 This is Los Angeles. Where we going? Westward, ho. Aunt Delore, Poetry Corner and its sound. Today's poem is entitled West West. <coughs> West 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 West. Better have Better your have bulletproof your vest, vest, cause we cause ride, on, ride this on this side. side. Hold up, Hold up. Better, duck. better duck, they shoot. They shoot. <laughs> What's that stankin'? Oh, you boo-booin'? I know you didn't expect them shots. Stop boo-hooin'. Bloods, Crips, and MS-13s. Your man's in jail because he failed to ask for ID. And she, 13. He took her virginity. And they taking his dignity. Anally. Back to the six folds and palm trees. West, west. Big booties and breasts. West, west. Hoodies in 90 degree weather Hella sweat beads on your chest West Motherfucking West Neighborhood nip on the M.I.C. As I roll through these streets with B.T.G. Not bacon, tomatoes, and greens That's barely the great Yo, take this exit and, and drop me and off at Kate's. Weez going on a $200 date. And she giving me that West Coast booty after this West, 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 Toss it up. Toss it up. Toss it Thank you. Thank you. Bailey the Great for President. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out. Where's 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 uh, it was an adventure, an adventure day after day, you know. So that's what this volume two is about, escaping the jungles of summer of 98. Um, yeah, so let's get to it. So I'm going to start out with the music, um, you know, in the 90s, of course, man. We were listening to some great music in the 90s. So that's what I was looking forward to in the, uh, in the summer of 98. What what tracks was going to be dropped, what albums, etc. And I was ready for it, right? I was ready for it in the beginning of 98. But what I wasn't ready for was, you know, halfway through my uh, school vacation, someone would unload a clip on me. You know, I think I'm, what, how old was I back then? 
I was around 15, 16, I think, 15 or 16 years old. And niggas was busting on me. So, look, let's get to it. Like I said, you know, I'm into music. I'm into girls, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that you uh, that you would think a, a teenager would be into. And, uh, yeah, so some shit went down in the summer of 98. Now, for some random reason, my brother, it's my, he, technically he's my stepbrother, but I call him my brother. So shout out to shout out to my uh my brother Lil Johnny. I still call the nigga Lil Johnny, but we adults. Anyhow, if you're listening, love him. Love you. So this nigga came up with a random idea of going to Knightsbury Farm. For y'all don't know, uh anybody from outside of California that don't know about Knightsbury Farm, it's one of our uh theme parks. It's one of our theme parks that we have out here in the city of Anaheim. And the city of Anaheim is roughly about 30 minutes, you know, 30, 35 minutes uh, without traffic from L.A. Now, at this point in time, we're on the west side of L.A., so you're probably going to add another 5, 10 minutes on to that. Anyhow, uh, we chilling. It's the summertime, and this nigga decides he wants to go to, to Knightsbury Farm or whatever, and that's cool. That's cool. Um, it was a great idea. Now, in order to get there, we wasn't going to, you know, no adult was going to drop us off. Nobody had a car. Shit, nobody even had a driving permit, a driver's permit at the time. So that leaves the only option besides walking, which niggas wasn't going to do. And I was catching a bus. So this particular bus that you got to catch, you have to catch it downtown. So we had to catch a few other buses to get downtown, and that downtown bus was called the Metro 460, the 460 Metro um, Express Bus, that is, Express Bus, and it takes you from downtown L.A. all the way to Anaheim. That shit dropped you all right in front of Knightsbury Farm, actually, you know what I'm saying? So uh, we caught that bus. Uh, he invited his two other homeboys from school, and, um, you know, they were, they were, you know, they they was... You know, in his crew or whatever, and I was over at his house spending the night for the weekend. So they came over. We all caught the bus downtown. From there, from downtown, we went to Anaheim. Now, for LA, LA USD kids, you know, I vaguely remember how long the bus ride was uh, there and back, but it was well over an hour. That's for sure. So, you know, I'm pretty sure we was clowning on the bus. I think probably, maybe on the way back, niggas probably fell asleep. But anyhow, I know it was like roughly over an hour. So now the objective, the main objective is, you know, you 15, 16 year old, what you think it is? We're not going exactly to get on a rise. We're going for the girls. It's summertime. Everybody's out in L.A. Now they scattered all over the place. You know, we have uh, a few other theme parks you know, including, um, you know, water parks and things like that. But it's hot, you know, and, you know, niggas is out. You know, the girls is out. The fellas is out. We all chilling. We all over the place. We just we just picked uh, Knightsbury Farm at the time. So we get there, and the objective is to bag some girls. You know what I'm saying? Get some numbers. And that was the main mission. I ain't going to lie. I wanted to get on some rides, though, too, because... Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that was my first time going to Knightsbury Farm was as a teenager. Um, I didn't go in my childhood, but, you know, as a teenager, I did go. 
You know, and I think that was the first time. So now we get to the theme park, right? Everybody got low funds. Now we got we got enough. I don't even know how the hell did we even get this money? Because um, you need money to catch the bus. I think we had to transfer it back. So the bus the bus part was taken care of. But niggas didn't have no, we didn't have no extra money to, um, to buy food. And, you know, theme park food, you know, it's triple the price. And, uh, nigga, we wasn't about to buy no goddamn souvenirs, none of that. Anyhow, we was on low funds. Just, just put it like that. So, um, the objective still remains the same. We get there, get some numbers, maybe get on a few rides. Well, when it came to my when it came to my brother, that nigga got bored real quick. And I think, as a matter of fact, I think he bumped in to some girls that went to his school or whatever. And 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 I want to say, uh, I I got to fast forward to like towards the end. I want to say it was one of the girls that he was talking to on the phone. But anyhow, let's get back to it. You know, he bumped into some girls that he knew at school or whatever. We talked for a little bit, and then we departed from them. Now there were. Uh, another uh, another pack of girls in line waiting to get on a ride. We talking to them. They showing interest. But my brother, on the other hand, that nigga ready to leave. So we kind of like split. So, you know, one of his friends were with him and the other one stayed with me. And we thinking like, we thinking like, yo, them niggas is not smart enough to catch the bus home. I don't know why we thought that. But that was definitely like we we thought they were just going to stay up front or maybe coming back inside the uh, theme park or whatever come look for us cuz we did want to get on some rides and then those girls that were had interest in us you know they you know we went to go look for them and we the cool part about it, we never found them we never found them now i i don't know if we got on a ride or not i want to say we did only because when it when it came to the theme park i'm not going to lie it gets a little blur it gets a little blurry because um I know we when we when we got back to L.A., it was in the evening time. It was nighttime. Anyhow, them niggas actually left. And mind you, this is no cell phone, no cell phone at all. But I will say this. I forgot to mention in the beginning. Yo, we we got dressed up. <laughs> niggas put on a fits or whatever. We got dressed like as if it was the first day of school. I mean, but that's how it was back in the day when you're trying to impress girls. Anyhow. Get back to it. They left. We got on a few rides. I want to say no numbers, no numbers at all. We hop back on that bus, um, and so I'm thinking like, yo, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go with, you know, go with my guy. I'm gonna go to his house, um, and I'm gonna then I'm gonna call my, I'm gonna call my step pops. He's gonna come pick me up, because again, that's who I, that's who house I was over for the weekend. Nah, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> it didn't work out like that. We got back, we went to my man's house, and his parents was like, nah, he can't have no company. So his parents told him to walk me to the you know, to the bus stop, show me where the bus stop was, and yo, you get on this bus, you go, you know what I'm saying, you go where you have to be at. And so I'm like, yo, it's in the it's nighttime and I'm about to I'm about to be sitting on the bus stop. He was like, Man, we can get some chicken. Um, we went to the chicken joint right there on Crenshaw and King for all my L.A. listeners, the Brothers Layman, Spirit G, Storm, uh, Dino, especially Dino, because I think you in the area. Uh, we went to the the Louisiana chicken on King and and uh, Crenshaw, which is across the street from uh, Krispy Kreme's right now. I don't think it was a Krispy Kreme's back in the day. And then on the other side of the street, there is a um, there's a Crenshaw Mall. 
And so there's an underpass. You know what I'm saying? And under there is the bus stop. And so I get to, he walked me to the bus stop. He was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I holler at y'all tomorrow or whatever. Let's link up again. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting on the bus stop and um, it's the 105. I never forget the 105 Metro bus under the Crenshaw Mall. And I think at that time, I think what, what majority of the buses um, that wasn't on, I guess, I guess you can say wasn't a busy route at the time. All the buses was running like maybe an hour or something. And the cool part about it, I didn't know that. See, I didn't have no cell phone, no internet, no iPad, no, 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 no none of that. So only thing that you can go off of is the bus uh, schedule or whatever. And I think they ran every hour. I don't even think I had a watch. Anyhow, um, I got impatient. And like I said, I'm on Crenshaw. I'm on Crenshaw and King. I got to get to La Cienega and Clemson. And that's where that bus went to La Cienega. That was one of the stops, La Cienega and Clemson. Now, mind you, that bus ride wouldn't take no more than about maybe, maybe between 10 to 15 minutes max. You know what I'm saying? If, if if we don't make any stops at any of the bus stops, maybe it's about 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? A stop here and there, a couple of red lights or whatever, then it might take about maybe about 15 minutes. But I didn't get on the bus. I never got on the bus. So I got impatient, man, and I started walking down. I kept walking down King. Now, King eventually turns into uh, Rodeo. Now, mind you... Um, I said, once I get to Rodeo, I might as well walk all the way home. So I'm walking, and I'm walking down a divider. Now, the divider is in between the main street, which is King, and then there's a side street where there's um, cars parked in front of their houses. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a little strip. It's like a little strip, and it's uh, in between the houses and a main street. This is a huge Huge, busy Main Street, but it's in the evening time, so it's not that many cars going back and forth. Um, and I kept walking the bus stop to bus stop. You kept walking the bus stop to bus stop because I'm like, eventually, I'm just going to walk myself back to where I need to be. So I make a stop. Uh, the next bus stop that, ca- that was coming up was on King and Coliseum. Let me tell y'all, folks. Um, let me let y'all in on the... On, uh, <laughs> some insight on that particular street. King and Coliseum is the entrance. Hear me? Hear me and hear me loud. It's the entrance to the jungles. What is the jungles, you might ask, if you're not from California, if you're not from L.A.? The jungles is a particular area where basically that area is a lot of apartments. Um, It's a gang of apartments. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if there's any houses. I, I, I don't remember you know what I'm saying? My visit to the jungles is very, uh, <laughs> it spread it out. And when we did go to the jungles, we always went to some apartment building or something like that. And um, let me tell you, it's infested. I'm using the correct word here. It's infested with blood. If you ever seen Training Day, when Denzel was taking a rookie cop up in there, and when the rookie came, when the rookie cop came back. Uh, looking for him at towards the end of the movie, and you see all them bloods up in there. That's exactly how. That's exactly what it looks like, especially in the nineties. Um, Waka Flocka video, go hard in the paint. 
All them bloods in the video, he, you know, he filmed that in the jungles. That's what it looks like. Okay, so that's the entrance. King and Coliseum is the entrance to the jungles. And there's a bus stop directly <laughs> across the street um, well, from the scene that I'm about to explain to you. So uh, to the left, the left side of the corner across the street, remember the building that uh, Jody had picked Yvette up from her job, that bank? Uh, I think that bank is still there. So that is an important um, landmark or piece of information of this story. So I get to that bus stop and I'm chilling or whatever. What I failed to mention in the beginning that that went along with we was, you know, we was looking good. We had our fits on is that I picked the wrong day to wear all blue. I'm talking about all blue. From the neck down, (laughs) I had on all blue. No hat. I'm glad I didn't wear no hat. And I did have a blue, uh, I did have a blue Dodgers hat, uh, at the time, but I didn't have it on. But I did have on a blue Old Navy, and don't ask me why I had on the blue Old Navy uh, sweater, uh, fleece. Don't ask me why. It was the summertime. Now, it wasn't spanking hot, but it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, I knew I needed a damn sweater for that evening. But I, I, I wasn't wearing that bitch when we was at the uh, theme park. Anyhow, I on the blue Old Navy sweater with the gray and white writing, right? Blue jeans, Eddie Bauer blue jeans, and some white and blue Saconis, right? Yeah, niggas wore Saconis. Come on now. I know y'all niggas wore Saconis in high school. So all blue everything. Standing across the street, there's two cats. I never forget what they wore. Never seen their faces, but I definitely seen their outfits. One cat I had on, um, he had on a black, he had on a black, uh, pro club, cause that's all niggas wore was pro clubs back then. He had on a black pro club and some, um, some beige dickies, beige dicky shorts at that, and he had on some chucks. The other cat had on all black and some chucks. Black, uh, black shirt, black dickies, um, and black chucks. Anyhow, so dude yells out, hey homie. He was like, let me holler at you real quick. So I heard him, but I was like, huh? He was like, yeah, let me holler at you. So I started to proceed to walk, not towards them, obviously, because I knew what was going on, but I was going to continue my journey to get to rodeo, right? So they picked up on it real quick. I mean, their plan was to get me anyway. So they tried to cut me off. They tried to, you know, so one dude tried, he, he darted, the, the same way I was going, he, I'm talking about this nigga had to, he had to run like at least, at least a 4-4. And I'm like, definitely can't run that way because that nigga's going to catch me. I didn't really, I didn't realize that I could have actually turned around backwards and ran the opposite way. And I probably would have been, I probably wouldn't have been good. I'm not sure if they would have caught me if I would have went that way, though. I don't know. I just know I wasn't thinking that. The other guy tried to come the opposite way because they tried to trap me. What I did was we both ran the same way, but I think I had a little bit of a head start. It was it was crazy. It was crazy. So I had a little bit of a head start as I'm running. I'm running across the street. So you would think like basically to describe it, if dude would have matched my speed, which I'm going to get to in a minute. If he would have matched my speed, it's almost like we would have made a collision in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the street. 
So you can see how I'm running. I'm running towards that bank that I just told you about that was in Baby Boy. I'm running towards that bank, and there was a um, a gas station behind it. So as I'm running, it, like I said, this is a main street. It wasn't busy at the time, but there were cars coming here and there. Two cars literally saved my life. Because as he's running towards me, he's pulling his gun out. So two cars came, but they cut him off. They cut him off, and I dart across the street, and I'm running through the gas station. He lets off. I don't know what kind of gun it is. I forget how many shots it was. I'm just going to say he emptied the clip. Either he emptied the clip, or he was smart enough not to continue to shoot towards the gas station. So I run through the gas station and then behind the gas station, there's an alley. If I was to continue to run straight, then I run right into the jungles. I run right into it. But the alley uh, basically goes east and west. And I started running back towards uh, the Magic Johnson Theater. So the Magic Johnson, just to give you an idea, the Magic Johnson Theater um, was basically across the street, like diagonal across the street from the bus station, I mean, from the bus uh, area that I was in. So I ran to the Magic Johnson Theater. Before I got there, I was running through a vacant parking lot. I took off my sweater. I threw it down. I have no idea. I want to say I was smart enough to say, if I throw my sweater down, they won't recognize me if they catch up, right? If they're still following me. But I remember my mama paid a lot for that goddamn sweater. So I picked it back up. And I, you know, I carried it and I ran. I ran inside the Magic, the Magic Johnson Theater, and I called my pops. Uh, I told him what happened. And he said, all right, I'll be there. So I'm waiting on him. While I'm waiting on him, I got I got paranoid and I got nervous because I'm like, yo, if these niggas run up in here, they will let off. That's the thing. You, you run up in an establishment, you run up in the business, it's, the game's still not over. Them niggas could have let off inside that movie theater. So I'm like, the, the next thing that I had to do was just find a safe haven. And that was, believe it or not, I thought at the time was running back out the movie theater and sitting next to the security guard. But <laughs> at the time, you're not allowed to sit on the steps at the Magic Johnson Theater because of the area that we stay in. They're not about that bullshit. So they didn't want people hanging outside. It's a totally different thing now because it's not even called the, the Magic Johnson Theater anymore. It's called the Rave. They changed it. He sold it. So now I'm like, I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Dude was like, yo, you can't sit right here. I told him what happened. He was like, look, man. He was like, I'm sorry what's going on, but you either going to have to go inside or you're going to have to leave. The cool part about it is he was supposed to tell me to leave because <laughs> he was supposed to say, don't bring that bullshit over here. You're going to have to leave, period. But I think the nigga kind of felt like bad for me. He didn't want he didn't want anything to happen to me. So he was like, man, you're going to have to go inside. So I went inside and waited on my pops, waited, waited, waited. I'm looking out the window. I'm actually hiding behind some video games. I'm hiding behind the video games and I waited till I seen my uh, step pops truck. Step pops pull up. Then I dart towards uh I dart to his truck, get in this truck, and I'm telling them what happened or whatever. We drive back down, um, you know, we drive back down King and Coliseum, but we don't see the cats. We don't see them at all. And um we get back, we get back to the house, 
my brother is in the bed on the phone talking to a girl. And I want to say it was the girl, one of the girls that that nigga bumped into at Knott's Farm. And uh, the nigga, he got off the phone. He told the girl he was going to call, call her back or whatever. And that nigga was like, what happened? Yo, I'm not going to lie. I broke down crying. I broke down crying. I'm like, man, them niggas almost got me. My little brother was there. <laughs> My little brother was there. He heard the story. He started crying. <laughs> hey, he loved his big brother. What can I say? So I told him what happened or whatever. Like, them niggas almost got me. They almost got me. I'm sitting up here crying, bawling, crying, or whatever, because I damn near almost lost my goddamn life on goddamn King Boulevard because I almost lost my goddamn life. And you know what this nigga says? Absolutely nothing. This nigga started laughing. <laughs> this nigga started laughing at me or whatever. And um, and that was it, man. My, my stepfather told me, he was like, man, you got to be more careful. You got to be more careful. You got to understand your surroundings. And the thing is, I know my surroundings. I knew my surroundings in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though I was from the east side and I was, that was on the west side, like, I knew both sides. I knew both sides. I knew, I knew about the jungles, you know, all that. And I knew about that area. But it was late and I was just trying to get home. You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing about it was, um, like I said, growing up in L.A., <clears throat> You had to worry about the gangs, no matter if you was, no matter if you was, um, you know, a ball player, if you was just a student and, and it, it, you had nothing to do with gang banging or none of that. You still affiliated whether whether your, your, your friends are from it, your parents, uh, any any relatives is from it or just by being in that neighborhood. You are affiliate, you know, especially if if you. If you dressed, you dressed apart. Not saying that I was dressed like a gangster, but I was wearing all blue. And it doesn't matter. They just trying to find something. They just trying to get some stripes. Now, I don't know if the niggas would have killed me or if they would have just beat me up and took my clothes. I don't know. I wasn't hanging around to find out. I do remember there is some points in, the, in, in, that, in that chase where I was running so fast, I couldn't feel my tongue. I don't know what that is, because I've never done that ever again. And there was plenty of times where I had to run fast. But I think because I was running for my life, just all the life of my tongue, the feeling in my tongue was just gone or whatever. Um, that whole thing that your life flashed before your eyes, no, nothing flashed. But, my nigga, I was, I was scared. <laughs> I can't lie to you, I was scared. I was even more scared when I heard the gunshots because, nigga, I, w I ran through the gas station. And immediately I looked at the gas, the gas station. I looked at the pumps and I'm like, yo, if this nigga keeps shooting, I'm going to die in this gas station because it's going to blow up. But he stopped. He stopped. I never found out what happened to him. Like, I knew I was running hella fast, okay? I'm not, I was young at the time, so I could run fast. I'm not going to say what, I don't, I don't know my speed. I don't know my 40, but I do know, nigga, I was gone. I ain't never ran that fast in some jeans. Ever. Um, so yeah, definitely, I definitely made it out. I don't know what happened to him. We came back around. I didn't see him. And that was it. That was it. It got back. My brother laughed at me. And as you know, it is what it is. I thought I, I can laugh about it now, but at the at that time, that shit wasn't funny. 
<laughs> she wasn't funny at all. And uh, yeah, I cried. I didn't even lie, I cried. I thought I was gonna die. My nigga, I thought I was gonna be another one. I think I thought I was gonna be another body, another young cat in LA that lost his life. Um, my little brother cried, felt him, you know what I'm saying? Love him for that. He loved his big brother, he didn't want to see his brother big brother get hurt. And that was that. I tell you this much. Next time my brother leave, <laughs> and that's what my stepfather said. He said, Y'all always you leave together, you come back together. And that was the lesson I learned in that. You know what I'm saying? If my if my dumb ass wouldn't have been so thirsty to get some numbers and uh, to get on some goddamn rides, then, you know what I'm saying, we would have came back at the same time. We'd have been all right. And we end up, nigga, we end up, I end up talking to whoever she was, whoever her friend was, ended up talking to her anyway. So basically we wasted money to go to a goddamn theme park, get nothing accomplished, and then come back for me for my ass to get chased outside of the goddamn jungles. Summer of 98. 